0: Aloha, I'm Matt.
1: Aloha, I'm Ash, and we are The Yoga Couple.
0: Welcome back to the Inner Work Podcast, everyone. Today we have a awkward but super important and necessary discussion.
1: Yeah, today's podcast is going to be all about pornography. Yay!
0: Yay! The hidden, <laughs> <laughs> the hidden elephant in everyone's room. Yeah,
1: this is a really important podcast because 80% of males between the ages of 18 and 30... Watch or are addicted to pornography. And about one fourth of all internet searches, 25% of all internet searches in the world are related to pornography. It is a huge epidemic that's happening. And being that we are on a spiritual journey to awakening, we're doing the inner work, we're liberating ourselves from unnecessary suffering. Being that 80% of men that are around our age
0: and women are in there too.
1: Yeah, are watching pornography. This is a huge obstacle to spiritual growth, and it is causing so much unnecessary suffering and pain in our lives because it's literally so powerful that it's rewiring our brain that it must be talked about if we're going to liberate ourselves. And we just feel like we have a personal experience with this, especially Matt and me being in relationship to somebody who's working through a pornography addiction, Um, being that it's been a part of my journey to spiritual awakening. We must talk about this. We must shed light on the areas of our subconscious and of our life that are not in the light in order to overcome them. That's what yoga is.
0: And I don't think anyone really talks about it. I know in the spiritual community, no one talks about it all the only times i've ever heard someone talk about pornography and the spiritual damaging effects is christianity because it's a huge issue in christianity
1: and a lot of time when we talk about pornography it's like this such damned thing it's like this shameful don't do it if you do it you're in sin, you're dark, like you're nasty. It's just like, so of course, if you have done it, you're just going to hide it, suppress it, put it in this like dark space in your life. Yeah,
0: the more repressed you are about it, the more you're going to hide it, which the darker it's going to get.
1: So we hope we can just be chill about it (laughs) and just talk about it like, you know, it's a part of our lives. It's part of a lot of people's lives and it's a huge epidemic and probably 80% of listeners can relate to either watching pornography, having a pornography addict, yeah, having addiction or being with a partner who watches or is addicted to pornography. So this is probably impacting 80% of our listeners.
0: Yeah. And I could say like nine out of 10 times we have a issue in our relationship. It's probably related, you know, and because what we want to talk about today is there's so many effects that come from pornography that you wouldn't even expect. Yeah. And that's what Ashley and I, we feel like we're discovering them all the time. We just discovered another side effect last weekend. Like there's so many things that still come up, like "Holy crap!" That didn't even realize that pornography was affecting that part of my life, and there's so many. There's just so it's the the effect is so widespread. It's just crazy. Yeah. And, so
1: basically, we're trying to say is that if you have been exposed to pornography on a pretty regular basis, or with a partner who has exposed themselves to pornography on a regular basis. It is affecting your relationship, and it is affecting your life, and it is reprogramming and rewiring your brain. And you might not know the connections from irritability, depression, um, self levels of self doubt and self confidence. What are some of the other? issues
0: motivation yeah lack of motivation obviously relationship issues
1: yeah not feeling not satisfied being able in a relationship to
0: be satisfied not even not being sexually satisfied low sex drive yeah there's there's a lot um, it's crazy
1: there's so many things so we're trying to like i said shed a light on an area that not a lot of light is being shed on and make a connection For ourselves and for all of our listeners between the use of pornography and a lot of the unnecessary suffering in our lives because the whole point of this podcast is the inner work. It's all about (laughs) liberating ourselves and you cannot liberate yourself if pornography is a part of your life. It cannot happen.
0: (laughs) Ashley is so jacked and I'm like over here. So awkward, embarrassed, and like nervous, and she's like, "Yes, let's talk about this." Yes, because she obviously is the one who has dealt with the repercussions and consequences. So she's so excited. You mean to talk of about you
1: it. having a pornography I mean. addiction? Yeah.
0: Whereas I'm the one who has been trapped in it, you know, for over a decade, and so it's a little more. Oh, Wrong. It's a little more intense for me to have to talk about because um, I'm obviously admitting publicly to a um okay and now maybe you can help me with this you know (laughs) I'm to me I feel terrified because it's like a weakness I feel like embarrassed or I feel ashamed because it's exactly what you said it's been taught to me as a very sinful thing a dark thing I know that it's it's wrong um I knew that it was wrong when I started and I did it anyway so it's kind of, you know, and then I feel weak as a man because I know it's like affecting my self, self-will and my discipline and basically, uh, you know, it it really can mess you up. I don't know why. You know, there's other times when I've been really confident been like, all right, I'm going to be vulnerable. It's going to be awesome and I'm going to show my power because I'm vulnerable. And talk about But it. right now, today, during this one, I don't know, guys. This is like, uh, we've been trying to record this for about three hours And I just keep hitting a wall being like, oh man, I just don't, I don't want to do this. And I'm facing a lot of inner resistance and it's hilarious uh, to watch.
1: Yeah, so just so you guys know, um, we became aware of Matthew and the influence and impact pornography had on his brain about, what, four or five years ago?
0: Yeah, I think our first podcast was on how we almost got divorced, right? Right. And part of that, didn't we say in there, it was large, it was all about the addiction. I wanted to be with the addiction more than with Ashley.
1: Yeah, and before being in a committed relationship, I think you had zero awareness that pornography had 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 an effect on you at all. I think you just thought it was just something you've looked at. It's just something. Yeah,
0: and then when when the uh, session, as they call it, or the experience was over, uh, once the experience is over, it's like it's over and I move on and my life is back to normal and it's like it never happened. So you
1: just thought, okay, every now and again I look at pornography, but it's not a big deal. And it's
0: not a big deal because I could just move on and it doesn't matter. And what we have really been diving into over the past, uh, what, four and a half years now together, almost, well, coming up on five, huh? Uh, Five years together now. We have analyzed and studied this thoroughly. And that is why we are always finding effects that we did not know existed and how it has been stealing my joy. And if you are a woman with a man who constantly has issues and is dissatisfied for random things and is irritable, it's probably related to pornography.
1: Whether you know there's (laughs) pornography in your partner's life or not, it could be if there's some (laughs) symptoms.
0: Mad if f's with the male brain. And even really if does. your partner
1: is not watching pornography any, anymore, doesn't Still mean the symptoms them. and the side effects stop mm-hmm. because your brain has been rewired. It takes a long time. So let's just give a little bit of science behind what's going on with the brain when mm-hmm. you're exposed to pornography, so that our listeners can understand yeah. the seriousness of this.
0: Yeah, you know, let's let's here's and an, it doesn't surprise me when I learned that it is as strong. And as powerful as hits of cocaine
1: or or heroin heroin
0: to the brain, and I think when we ever when we Ashley and I talk to other people who relate to this, because like I said, this isn't the first time I've talked about this uh, epidemic, shall we say? Yeah. This um, spiritual crisis is, you know, people always say, um, "I had no idea. I I thought it was about me. You know, I thought it was this and that." And people. What do you mean?
1: I thought it was about what? Thought what is about me?
0: Um, looking at, at, la- looking at porn, uh, the most common misconception is, uh, that, um, I'm not attracted to you. I want to go look at the porn now. And it's not about that. I want to go get a hit. That's what I really want. It's not of that I'm, yeah, it's not that I'm dissatisfied with being attracted to you. You're still, I'm still very much attracted to you. I just want to go get my drug. Yeah. Do you understand you? She's looking at me very confused right now.
1: Well, I didn't understand what you were trying to say because you're saying you just said I didn't. You just said I feel a lot of people don't think it's about me.
0: Okay, let me clear that for, clarify that for everyone else who maybe is confused too. What people come and talk to us, and it's usually women, and they'll say, "I just feel like my husband or my boyfriend, he's you know he's never satisfied me. Ah. He is." you know, why is he doing this? Okay. Is it about me? So, you're so saying women are always concerned. The partner is always concerned that it's about them. And what I'm trying to say is it's not about you. It's about getting the drug again. Yes. And so if you look at porn as heroin or cocaine, it might help you. No, it will help you understand the severity of what this is. Just like if your partner was like,
1: addicted. Hey and-
0: babe, whatever. Like everyone's doing heroin. It's okay. Like, you guys, you got to understand, that's what pornography is. Yeah. It is effing heroin to the brain. you got to really understand that. It is not just this harmless thing. And it irks me so much when I hear guys acting like it's not a big deal. Yes. Because as someone who has suffered from this shit for so long, it is a big deal. You cannot walk away and act like nothing happened. Yeah. You cannot just turn off your phone or your computer and be like, whatever, session over, moving on. You cannot, you cannot, you cannot. It will come back. It always is still there. And yeah.
1: So, what's it doing from like your research around this? What is it doing <laughs> to experience. our brain? Like, what what so literally is happening in the brain when you in, watch pornography?
0: In that experience, you are releasing so much dopamine, and dopamine is a neurotransmitter. Uh, it's a it's a hormone. It's a it's a super important chemical that gets that released when you have reward. Now. In in like satisfaction, joy, and pleasure. Now in nature, this naturally came from um, normal things. You know, it sure it came from sex and stuff, but it comes from normal things, accomplishing like accomplishing a, task. a goal, like chopping some firewood, like going hunting, like as hunter-gatherers. I'm learning. trying to bring this back to what our primal brain really used this for.
1: I read that, it has a lot to do. Learning, with learning.
0: learning a new skill. Well, yeah, achieving anything. Yeah. So in nature, this was supposed to be very n- n- what's the word i'm looking for like natural normal average things like you can release dopamine looking at flowers yeah you can go on a walk and release dopamine but
1: hike a mountain
0: yeah and but honestly just anything good meals release dopamine so my point is is in nature our primal brain was wired to release dopamine from very normal things
1: from normal but, day satisfaction yes
0: that's what i'm trying to get the point across here, but instead in our hyper sensitized, hyper stimulated world, that amount of dopamine is not satisfying anymore.
1: Well, especially if you've been looking at porn, because what happens to your dopamine levels when mm. you get a hit of or iPad porn?
0: screens or computer but specifically, screens? Specifically,
1: pornography. Mm-hmm. The research is showing that oh, when man. you click to a new
0: it person, it is blasting your brain with so much dopamine that it's overwhelming. And so what's funny is in nature, okay, you got to always go back to our hunter-gatherer brain, our primal DNA brain. It was only wired to see a naked, like, like lustful, desirous sexual encounter very rarely, right? Maybe one person your entire life, maybe a couple, who knows, you know, if your spouse gets eaten by a lion or something, like, I don't know. But you get the point, right? Extremely rare. Okay. So let's say I was only supposed to see one naked woman. Let's just say, put it very plainly. I was only supposed to see one naked woman. And when we had sex, it was actually very rare because there was so many other things to be concerned about. And um, now instead I can view thousands of women within minutes. Yeah. Let's just put it very Bluntly.
1: And every time you click to a new person, studies are showing the, boom, the, the, the dopamine boom, hits boom, again like and again.
0: Massive release of of dopamine that this was supposed to be such a massive event biologically, right? It's for reproduction e- essentially, but obviously sensuality and pleasure too. But but this was supposed to be a massive event, like so much was supposed to get released: oxytocin, bonding chemicals to make you attached to your partner, so that you would care for the child and the partner so that they could, you know, you would propagate the species, you know, but instead we're able to access this massive amount of chemical rush over and over and over and over click, and over click, and over click, click, and over, click, and over, click, and over click, again. Click, click, and in fact, I was just reading too, before we started this, um, you know, a common habit we do is when you are viewing pornography, you're in a sense, how I've like put it into words is you're psychologically looking for who you want to mate with, okay? And it's this really weird, weird thing. You're you're trying to finish with the person you want to like have a baby with, shall we say. That's what the attraction is. Ashley's so confused because she obviously doesn't like a porn, so she doesn't know what I'm talking about. But for anyone who does, and maybe if you don't, just kind of bear with me and understand here. So I'll just talk from the man's perspective. We are trying to finish to someone who were like, "Hey, like that's, that's like the most beautiful, perfect person, right? But the irony is, I was just reading, they were saying how even when we find that person, <laughs> it only lasts like 10 seconds and then we click to another one. And I was just laughing because I'm like, holy shit, that's totally what happens. It's this ridiculous thing of we are never satisfied. Yes. And that's why I want to draw attention to this habit and how people view porn to see the bigger picture is it goes into the rest of our lives where we're never satisfied.
1: Yeah, and what happens literally in the brain with all these dopamine hits is that your body becomes accustomed to a certain amount of dopamine now because you've Mm -hmm. watched pornography on a daily basis and you've had this chemical release happen over and over and over again. Your body is now creating neuron connections like big webs in your brain where it is becoming used to this amount of um, hit and literally craves, needs it, Wants it and wants to keep building those neuron connections. So that's how you become an addict. And what ends up happening is, is because you're amount, of, you're used to so much dopamine now through the click, 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 you go into your normal life, and you are dissatisfied. Oh, yeah. Normal things, your partner, um, your job, um, doing normal tasks, nothing can compete with the amount of dopamine you get Mm -hmm. from watching pornography and now you find that you have issues in all areas of your life in work in relationship in your self-confidence in human interaction because nothing can compete with the experience you're having when you watch pornography and that's literally what's happening in the wires of your brain that you might not be aware of or see the connection to pornography You might just be like man i'm feeling really dissatisfied in life or I'm feeling really dissatisfied with my relationship and not understand that mm, this could be a dopamine imbalance.
0: Mm-hmm. And our brains become desensitized. This is another thing as far as the porn goes is you have to continue to chase the high. So this I think is not surprising to anyone. I think it's pretty common knowledge. You know, like the pornography then therefore has to evolve. And sometimes it has to evolve to really dark places like uh, becoming more graphic and intense. Um, Maybe it has to, you have to, you have to uh, bring some fear into it. So maybe now you're looking at porn uh, at a time you shouldn't. And it's like inappropriate. Like I was reading a statistic that um, uh, I don't want to butcher it, but I think it was something like 25% of use is like at work or some shit. Yeah. Because I've also studied this before and heard that by inducing some fear, you're getting an adrenaline rush too, like, trippy stuff, you know, you you have to push it, you have to push the edge, you have to, your brain is getting so, your brain even gets desensitized to the porn now, so now it needs even, it needs longer exposure, so maybe at first it was like 10 minutes looking at porn, and then you'd be like, okay, cool, I gotta move on with my day, then it's like, oh shit, man, like, maybe I'll do this for half an hour, and then it's like, oh, half an hour is not enough anymore, maybe I'll do this for 45, okay, now it's an hour, you know, and before you know it, this turns into this long, um, drawn out experience where you are just blasting your brain with desensitizing amounts of these neurotransmitters so you could imagine just like ash is saying how is normal things going to satisfy you anymore and that's why a huge side effect of pornography is low motivation low self-esteem and and confidence because let's think about it guys Huh, I could feel incredibly satisfied and so motivated if I look at porn. Or I could feel just like, uh, just whatever if I like go to work and do a good job. Mm-hmm. Like you have to understand how it makes no sense to the brain. The brain's like, why would I put any effort towards something that's going to give me an extremely low amount of of, dopamine. of reward? Versus if I go look at this other thing, I'm going to get such an astronomical amount of it that I'd rather just go do that. And that is really drug addiction or any addiction in a nutshell is the brain is doing a a cost analysis, right? Mm -hmm. Like where should I spend my energy energy to get the most reward out of it? Mm -hmm. And so if you really look at it like this, the brain is calculating that normal things are of no... They're no longer of any interest. For example, let's get into the relationship. Dealing with a human is exhausting in comparison to the computer screen.
1: Yeah, and I just want to add about the dopamine to that is dealing with a human is in relationship. You only get so much dopamine release from an actual physical sexual experience with a partner. Mm -hmm. And the studies are showing that when you watch pornography... And you get to click to new girl, to new girl, to new girl over and over again. That amount of dopamine is like or a new guy.
0: Or remember, new guy. there's a third, a thirty percent of porn users are women.
1: That's true. Yeah, you're you're clicking person to person to person. The I amount mean. of dopamine you're getting is like ext- astronomically more than you will ever get with a real human interaction, which sometimes becomes confusing for somebody who's oh, been exposed confusing. to pornography because you'll be in intimacy with somebody and and just feel blah about it Mm -hmm. or disconnected from your body or not fully satisfied. And Mm -hmm. then you'll get confused and be like, well, do I really want to be with this person? Mm -hmm. Do, am I really satisfied with them? Why am I not attracted to them? Mm -hmm. Why does it not do anything for me? Not making the connection that it's because your brain has made this neuron connection that it needs a certain amount of dopamine to feel sexually satisfied. And no human, one single person could possibly compete with what's going on virtually in your yeah. brain, it cannot compete with the amount of mm-hmm. dopamine.
0: Yeah, man, dangerous fire there. I mean, it's, it's it's something not to be really played with. So, cause I mean, let's look at it. So I just want to kind of f- to f- wrap that into what you just said too, and it kind of ties in perfectly is, you know, a human relationship, there's gonna be all this added energy that's gonna go into it, plus the dopamine release that I'm gonna get is not even as much and instead
1: it's like why it's
0: like why yeah and and so this can lead to isolation and antisocial uh behavior Tenancies, is yeah. typical because and, and, I, and we want to kind of say why and i'm saying all this from experience guys and being the psychology uh nut that i am even when i'm doing random like <laughs> things i know are not good for me i'm still studying it and this is something i've observed is i would rather go be alone and enjoy the addiction, then go get healthy, normal amounts of dopamine because it's too much energy. Why would I do that? And so it's been this long process of healing and rewiring my brain because my brain is always doing, your brain is just a machine. It's doing cost analysis all the time. And it's a fascinating thing to have to rebuild and train yourself that it's an unhealthy amount though it's an un it's it's not natural and it's going to destroy other aspects of our life and it's hard guys it's hard and women ladies and gentlemen it's a it's a tough one to be really compassionate about because i hope by now you're kind of understanding how difficult this is it's basically like you could have sex with one person you could have sex with a thousand people Mm -hmm. of your choice any kind any type any whatever which would you like right and and obviously, from a spiritual standpoint, and when you're on you know, when you're in a confident moral position, you'll be like, mm, well, yes, I should do the right thing here, you know, and and you want to uphold that. But if you just got bare bones down to it objectively, your brain wants to choose all of that.
1: So I just want to hit on um, the four Cs, which we learned about, which are a quick addiction assessment. So if you're like, hmm, well, how do I know if there's this is a problem? Well, first of all looking at pornography at all is going to affect your brain. But when it really becomes a serious issue is when it becomes regular use or a part of your life for you know a long time period. And there's the four C's where you can just assess if any of these, any of these apply to you or your partner. Um, there might be a, a way bigger issue to help rewire the brain. And the first one is inability to control use, so control. The second is compulsion to use, so just being prompted, like spontaneously, like you said, like at work, just being in a normal situation mm. and being like, I want to go do that. So that's one of them. Um, continued use despite adverse consequences. So knowing and being fully aware that this is taking yeah,
0: that's the fear part
1: away from your life. It's mm. causing negative consequences. It's mm. in in still using it mm. even yeah, though you, you know, know you
0: know it's destroying your.
1: Life. Yeah, feeling guilty after, but then doing it again anyways, mm-hmm. whatever, things like this. Mm-hmm. And then just craving, psychological and physical, having cravings, just like you have like a food craving, you know, mm-hmm. like just like cravings where you can't focus on what's happening in the present moment because you yes. have a craving to go do that. All the time. So like it takes you out of the present. So those are yeah. some signs that this might be a larger issue than just, oh, I just looked at it once or twice, but even then it does something to you and it's it's yeah. a gateway.
0: Yeah, I want to be sh- clear. here. You know, like, so for me, um, to kind of just give backstory, I, I, it's it's over such a long period of time, but there's obviously been ranges of use. There's been so many times where I'm like, ah, it's not really a big deal and, I'll, and I won't look at it for a month or a few months, you know, or six months sometimes. But then there's other times when it's like every day all the time, you know, it used to be, it's it's gone through an evolution. And I want to make sure... Because Ashley brought that up, just because you maybe are like, "Well, I don't have that, or I don't have that," Oh, I'm still okay. Like I'm calling, <laughs> I'm calling it out, man. Because you're reading that, and I already am doing it myself. I'm like, "Well, okay, I don't do that," but so do I have a problem? Can I maybe look at it once? And maybe yeah. Like, you know, <laughs> I know because that's what my brain is doing, and I'm calling my own self out. And so it really needs to be clear that no, it's not. Even if you're like, "Well, I'm not addicted." I can control. I'm not compulsed. I'm not craving. Brain. It is still affecting our brain, guys. Even if you're like looking at it once a month, okay. It's just. Mm,
1: it's not good. I just it's, it's like saying, "Oh, I just do heroin a once a month."
0: Exactly. I
1: just do cocaine That's ex- once a month.
0: Exactly. No. That's exactly what it it's is. Like.
1: It is affecting your brain every time you use it,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and it's affecting your brain for the long term. Mm-hmm. So we have to take steps to rewire the brain and heal all the damage that it's done because it's literally rewiring and creating new neuron yeah. connections.
0: So here's why I would love to really get into this because, you know, the inner work is all about obviously getting to a place of inner contentment, uh, true joy, you know, ultimately self-realization and the the realization of our eternal bliss, our eternal peace, our eternal happiness that is always naturally within us. And pornography is the biggest thief of that, for sure, in my life. Because what you have to understand is it breeds eternal dissatisfaction. And it's important to understand that if we are seeking to be content and happy, the point is, is pornography, it can't be involved. Mm. And it's not that pornography is wrong or that the people that do it or look at it. None of us are wrong. Nothing's shameful about it. It just it We're just talking it about it as it is what it is. I'm, I am fully aware, again, right? I'm not taking any high ground here because I'm admitting that I am that. And I struggle with not being ashamed and embarrassed even now, right? Like I told you right away, like this is really awkward for me. Um,
1: and you haven't looked at pornography in...
0: A long time. And so... But you
1: still feel... Well, because,
0: well, because I did, I feel shame that I even did, you know, and for so long, it was over like a decade, you know, it was like, whoa, geez, I'm messed up. You know, like I start beating myself up and it's not that, okay. It's, it's not that it's wrong. We, I want to really take a second and, you know, kind of tell myself and just remind everyone it's not that it's not about attacking us as people whether it's your partner or you or both.
1: It's about getting free. It's
0: about if you truly want to be happy and content, it can't be a part of it. And that's it. Because, and and here's why, is because the biology part we just said, your brain's never going to be satisfied once it has these experiences. Because now the brain, again, very objectively, very like cold, logical cost analysis. I can do hardly anything and get a massive hit I can just sit down somewhere quietly and away from everyone and get a massive release. Or I could whew, expend energy, go be in a relationship, go to work, achieve goals and like work yeah. towards things, right? So you have to understand that doing a normal life will not be appealing anymore. So it will ruin relationships, it will ruin jobs. I, I here was a really strange statistic that I found. It was like fifty-eight percent of Pornography addicts will suffer a huge financial loss. Found that really fascinating. A third will lose their jobs, and um, shucks, I forget the other one. Yeah, it
1: just really doesn't motivate you to be an active participant in your life. In life, and, exactly. And this is just a huge issue because it's literally stealing our joy. It's stealing our lives, and the and interesting it, thing about and this our for, And our relationships. The interesting thing about this for me being on the other end, being your partner, and you've done such a great job of doing so much inner work around this, and I am so freaking proud of you, and I'm so proud of you for talking about this and being a voice for it. I just, like, can't express, I'm gonna cry. But, is that, no matter how long, like, it's been since you've been an active user, it's interesting to see how long the effects still last and the struggle that still takes place. it
0: programs your subconscious. Because it
1: programs your subconscious, and even though it's been a few years, of not using porn, I would say, like two years maybe, it still affects your um, way of viewing life, the, the lens in which you're looking at the mm. world, m- self motivation, self confidence. It's like relearning how to mm-hmm. live because it's been a part of your life for so long that the last two years has felt like one, detoxing from it all, and then, you know, maybe it's even longer, but I don't know. but. Secondly, detoxing from it all and then relearning how to be in a healthy relationship, how to go about the world with these new eyes, how to relearn self-confidence, how to find self-motivation. Like all of this has been a new healing chapter and there's been so much work even though it's been years. Like mm-hmm. that's how big the effects are. You're literally yeah. rewiring your brain from the beginning.
0: And I'm expecting that it's going to take...
1: Just as long as you've uh, yeah, used.
0: Yeah, I, I haven't really studied... The time it's going to take to rewire it back but let's say let's say if it was a decade of use i'm, I'm pretty open to expecting it to at least take a decade to rewire yeah you know in a sense um, maybe longer maybe shorter i don't know but i'm at least expecting that that could be realistic so and the, and the reason why i think it's important to address that is because if you're maybe like me and you've walked away so many times okay i i've I, like i told you there's been so many times guys where I was like, cool, I'm going to move on now, especially during a new relationship. Every time I would start a new relationship, I usually would be able to stop for a while. Yeah. Because the new relationship was giving me enough um, excitement and interest that uh, I could stop for a few months. But then a year later... But a few months later or six months later or something, I'm like, "Ah, okay. Bring it back. Because why? The brain gets bored. So um, it's important to understand that you got to be patient with yourself. Totally. And I want to
1: talk about some of the um things we noticed that were happening that that mm-hmm. really like we've been on a journey with healing the pornography addiction now for a few years and it didn't just like happen overnight. It was this really slow process of uncovering the root of the issue. Like in the beginning, we had issues and we didn't even mm. realize they were related to pornography. We thought
0: they were about each other. You're the, re- you're like, like me being unsatisfied with Ash and coming, oh, my mind will come up with, <laughs> here's the funny thing about this, guys and ladies. Your mind, to defend the craving, will come up with all the reasons why whoever or whatever is stopping you from getting it Is the problem. So Ash represents me not getting porn, let's say. My mind will utterly destroy her. Yeah. Coming up with infinite rationalizations as to why she is wrong for me and I'm not supposed to be with her. And I think that any any porn addict knows exactly what I'm talking about. If anyone gets in the way of your addiction, your mind will whisper in your ear constantly as to why they need to get out of your life.
1: Yeah, so in the beginning... You know this dissatisfaction oh, it started so
0: many problems, and we
1: didn't understand the root of it. And we, we didn't know where it was coming from. We didn't even know. We it thought was it was really, real. Yeah. And then um, another one that we noticed was real, like just dissatisfaction with the progress we were making in mm-hmm. our lives. And because
0: yeah, nothing's good enough.
1: Nothing was ever good enough for mm-hmm. you, no matter what we accomplished mm-hmm. or what amazing things like we've done in business or financially mm-hmm. or you know whatever it was always this like really melancholy thing and and mm-hmm. we didn't understand that Matt is used to a certain amount of dopamine hits. So he would get a dopamine hit from like maybe us accomplishing something, but then he would get really depressed after. Pretty
0: quickly. Yeah. Cause I would always realize like, oh, it's, shit, it's that was nothing.
1: It? It's like, mm-hmm. it's not enough. And he's just used to getting so much dopamine from por- pornography that.
0: It's almost like no matter, I feel like it's the classic mentality of like the billionaire who like, just keeps crushing everything and achieving everything, but it's incredibly dissatisfied yeah, still. He's were, like, what the F. I've I've built all these businesses, I've make all this money, I have the the this great relationship and family and like everything I could ever want. And I'm still yeah. unsatisfied. So me like, as it's your partner, feeling.
1: I was just like so confused because I hadn't made the connection yet. And mm-hmm. I just was like, why is my partner so unhappy and dissatisfied mm-hmm. no matter mm-hmm. what? we do in our lives. No matter how great of a spouse I can be, no matter mm-hmm. how many amazing things we accomplish, there was like literally nothing that could satisfy yeah. you. And then it was like a roller coaster. I thought you had bipolar disorder because you would get so jacked and excited on something. And, then and once I we would, would think, "Oh, it. he finally, you know, found something that he's happy about." Mm-hmm. But then it would quickly dissipate and you yep. would become extremely depressed.
0: Because once we achieved it, the dopamine got released. And it was such a small amount in comparison that I was just like,
1: uh-huh. what?
0: That yeah. was it. I built a business, and that's the only dopamine I got out of it. Yeah. Or I have a great relationship, and that's the only dopamine I get out of that. Yeah. Like it just, you guys, it just subconsciously right. makes you think like nothing is. Okay,
1: good enough. so then we kind of started to make this connection of, mm-hmm. oh my gosh. Like, we started looking I think I
0: it. finally admitted it that night when... Or or around that time when we almost got divorced that, yeah. like, year into it. Yeah. Because that was a good time where I had been repressing it for a while. And it was, like I said, once you get to about six months or a year, my, it's officially, like, such a bad craving. Yeah. So, um... That was that time. Lo and behold, look, guys, what did it do? It literally made me be like, I don't want to be with you anymore.
1: Yeah, want to get a divorce.
0: Yeah, I'm sick of this. Because
1: I'm so dissatisfied with my life.
0: I'm tired of you not letting me have porn. (laughs) That's basically what I was really saying. But we didn't know that. we didn't know that. And instead, I had all these rationalizations and reasons as to why uh, it was about her.
1: Yeah, and and one partner, again, I just want to reiterate, one partner Mm. will never satisfy somebody who has had, like Mm. you had a decade of porn use. I could never compete with that, Mm-mm. ever. And you were—it was inevitable that you were going to become dissatisfied nope. with me.
0: And and it's important, guys. You gotta talk about it. And you know I'm very like I've kind of Ashley and I have worked together on this, and I've really like trained her because I have to say some pretty crazy things sometimes, but I have to say it. So. And I, and yeah. and I think a good way to do that and why I say like I trained her is because I will always preface it and say. Now, I need to talk about this. It is not about you. I'm going to be very clinical and scientific with you. This is what I'm experiencing.
1: Yeah, so Matt will have some pretty dark thoughts regarding his dissatisfaction, maybe toward me or toward our life. And instead of letting him fester, we're, we've now created a safe space, me being his partner, knowing that this is an addiction just like heroin or cocaine. It has nothing mm-hmm. to do with me.
0: Yeah, but, it's taken but, time. But
1: I am his outlet. Right? And of
0: all people, I want to talk to her, right? Yeah.
1: And so he might project his dissatisfaction in his brain onto me because his brain is trying to defend the addiction, but we know it's not real.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So he's, we've created a really open line of communication where he can tell me exactly what he's thinking and be like, this was the thought I was thinking. I know mm. it's not real, mm. but like, that's what my brain's doing.
0: Yep. Like, and my brain
1: hates you right now.
0: Right. And I want to give an example. Um, You know, it's just like it could be a normal day, and I could be like on Instagram or Facebook, or we could be at the beach, and maybe I see someone who's attractive, and suddenly it just sparks the whole addiction to come back. And the desire to want to look at porn will come back, and suddenly I'll just be irritable and I'll act like nothing happened. Right now, I'm saying that it comes back. Admitting it consciously, but I'm not conscious. Yeah, it and happens.
1: I want to reiterate to that you a know, lot of people are not aware of their I'm addiction. they am not aware. Yeah, are not aware while it's and happening, and so they just so. become irritated and exactly. they don't know why. Exactly. So and I wanna... so then you get in a fight with your partner mm-hmm. all day long, and you don't know why you're fighting. You yeah. don't know why your partner is yeah. irritated. You're like, what the heck happened? Why are we having a bad day? Why are you exactly. always irritable? Why is everything always a problem? Yeah. And it doesn't make any sense. And if you're like in a cycle of arguing with your partner, and it doesn't make any set any sense. There might be a porn addiction in there. <laughs>
0: uh, or how about we say a porn side effect? Because yeah. again, it's not could, always addiction. They could have stopped just, watching it
1: already, but they're still yes, having issues from it. It's
0: important to say that because it could be years after they've stopped and still be dealing with it. So I, I just want to keep coming back to that. So um, so it just would demonstrate itself as irritability. You know, I would just be irritated and, Ash, no and Ash would be like, what What is going on? What's wrong with you? And now we've gotten to the point where I will just unfiltered tell her what's going on in my head. And sometimes it's really brutal, but it has to be said in seeing how we are doing the inner work together. I'll just say things like, I'll be like, hey, um, my thoughts right now are just that you're a burden or that I don't want to be with you or that I want to go be with other women right now or i want to go something something right my mind will come up with all these things and i'll just tell her and i'll be like now look i do not think these things are real but i need to say them so they lose their power i need to get it out so that we can both be on the same page with what i'm dealing with
1: and i could not let them fester with yes
0: and then just as the silver lining with this guys is if Ash and I see it through which we always do cuz she's amazing and so strong. You know, it's not like she just gets up and walks away. Oh my god and like leaves. Yeah. She'll stick it through with me and be like, "Okay." That is so interesting. Because I'll preface it, you have to you have to build a communication between the two of you and kind of preface it with like, "Okay, we're going to look at this objectively together. We're not going to take it personal. I'm going to just simply unfiltered tell you what I'm dealing with." And Ash just will sit through it. And I'm sure it's extremely difficult sometimes. And I know it pushes her all the time to her boundaries of compassion and patience. Because she's like, why are you thinking that? And, you know, something that she's over time learned, I think, is just... This is just what his mind does. The brain is
1: not Matthew. So like what Matthew Mm -hmm. is thinking isn't Matthew's soul. Like Matthew's brain is a organ, just like the rest of the organs in his body. Mm -hmm. Like his heart just beats. His lungs just breathe. His brain just thinks. And his brain just thinks in accordance to the neuron connections that it's made over past experiences. And it's like a projector, like a movie projector. Mm -hmm. And the brain has a movie projector, um that's what it does. So it's just projecting to him thoughts that have been made up over the past years of experiences that he's had. It's not personal. It's Mm -hmm. just what it does. Mm -hmm. Nor nor is it true. true. It's just thinking according to the past experiences it's had and it's thinking in accordance to getting itself the benefit of whatever chemical release it it needs. So if it's used to a certain amount of dopamine, it wants to think thoughts in accordance Which will motivate the body that it is in Mm -hmm. to get it that amount of dopamine Mm -hmm. that it wants. Mm -hmm. So it's like it's not personal. It's just what his brain is doing. Yeah. And when he tells me what he's thinking, it helps dissolve it from being true because he's just owning it and being like.
0: And stepping out of it and saying, "I am not this. this." Yes, exactly, and saying this is what's coming up. But I am not it. I am outside of it. it. Exactly. He used to believe it. He used to believe it. And that was the you guys, problem. To do that.
1: And he used to think it was real. And that's why we had all these issues because mm-hmm. he'd be like, I'm not satisfied. I'm not happy. Mm-hmm. I'm not this. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what's true. And it was like because he was believing his thoughts.
0: Mm-hmm. And getting, because they just, it feels so real. You know, it feels so um, solid. And you're like, yes, this is true. And uh, part of voicing it that's so important. Is because you are separating from it. You are in that moment saying, "Here is what my thoughts are thinking," but I am over here listening. I am not these things. Yeah. And it's important to make that distinction. And I do not
1: identify with them. They're. That's what I mean.
0: Yep, I am not these things. I do not identify with these thoughts. And I think that's helped us be able to navigate it and talk about it. And I think it could be a really helpful practice for anyone out there who wants to start addressing this in their lives and. Realize that by talking about it and separating, it's a great way to reown your power and um, create a safe way of communicating the process you're going through.
1: So I want to hit on too, is that like the pathway to healing has been that we made the connection that pornography had a really negative effect on your brain and was causing so much dissatisfaction in our day-to-day lives and we had no idea it was even connected to pornography use so we got we did a lot of research on that and so i would encourage anybody who's having relationship issues or has been exposed to pornography or has a partner who has used or been having issues with it to just dive into some research around pornography being an addiction and equivalent to that of drug use because it's important for me as your partner to support you in a way that somebody who had a different addiction maybe alcohol or any kind of narcotics would deal with a partner who has an addiction mm-hmm. it's mm-hmm. not personal and I need to be a supporting
0: yeah it's person. tough because it's about sex and about you know being with another man or a woman and so that's what I think makes it so confusing
1: yeah. But that's the most important part to healing is that I can be, Mm
0: -hmm.
1: I can be non-biased and I can be, I can listen to you and I can be here for you and not think it has anything to do with me. It's not about me. It's not Mm -hmm. that you don't love me. It's not that I'm not good enough for you. It's not, Mm -hmm. this has nothing to do with me and this started way before me Mm -hmm. and your freaking brain has been rewired to be used of this. And your brain is just doing what your brain does and you're doing so much work around rewiring it and that is so important.
0: And it is a daily practice because it takes constant vigilance and um, discussion. You know, throughout a day, sometimes I'll find myself getting irritable and then we'll have to be like... Okay, where's this coming yeah, from? Yeah, so
1: the first thing we ask now when there's irritability and like around mundane tasks mm-hmm. are you, isn't... Are you
0: craving? Are yes. You, are you craving dopamine right now? Like are you craving the, the porn? Because this is boring the crap out of you.
1: Yeah, instead of thinking it has anything to do like like, well, let's say we're doing a normal task that has to do with getting a, a job done mm-hmm. and, and he'll feel very frustrated around it and very irritable and really dissatisfied and it's like why is this mundane task such an irritating thing to you instead of just like going through it? And it's because he's realizing how much energy it's taking from him and how little dopamine he's getting from it. Mm. Exerting energy without dopamine is exactly the opposite of what his addict brain wants to do. Uh. So everything's going to piss him off. Yep. And that's something to take into consideration because I feel like this is a common um, mystery among men of our time. It's like, yeah. why are all of our men dissatisfied? Well... Yep. Because they're yes. looking at pornography.
0: Exactly. And we looked up, we learned uh, that we commonly misdiagnose a lot of things.
1: Depression. Um,
0: depression, ADHD, um, anxiety, OCD, um, uh, low self-esteem, lack first of motivation. And be
1: asking before going all, to a like Erectile dysfunction,
0: yeah. right? What was more? There was some more of them. Just, it's
1: just, do you watch pornography? All these
0: all these clinical issues
1: misdiagnosed
0: all misdiagnosed as oh yeah by the way I look at porn it's like okay there we go we found the root of the issue that would issue.
1: be like not knowing that the the patient takes heroin daily exactly. and then giving them a diagnosis and yeah. not getting rid of the heroin. And
0: like treating all their symptoms and then be like, by the way, uh, I take heroin. It's like, what the F, why you tell me that yes. I've been treating you for five years? But man. that's
1: because pornography <laughs> hasn't been recognized as a drug like this. Yes. It hasn't been publicly yep. massively acknowledged yep. that this has the effects of heroin. It so. honestly
0: it honestly is yeah, it should be treated like heroin. Yeah. It honestly should be treated So like
1: there's heroin. a lot of practices that you can do to start to reverse the side effects and the rewiring of mm-hmm. your brain. And
0: it all starts with accountability. It all
1: starts with accountability and the want and the desire to live a happier life, to be free of all of these side effects, unnecessary suffering, dissatisfaction, lack of motivation. It's like, do you like living this way? And are you okay being so unsatisfied in your relationship, or do you have, or do you want it to be better? Because it has to have you have to start like you wanted. You're like I'm sick of this. I'm sick of the way I feel every day. So I'm going to take the steps I need to take to change this, just like somebody in AA would do.
0: And I knew where it was gonna lead me. Because if I didn't stop, it was going to just keep festering into a darker, darker. Path. Yeah,
1: but it wasn't even like. And this is another thing I just want to emphasize. It's not just stopping watching pornography. If you just stop watching pornography, that's great. But you, you have to understand that your brain has been affected. And you have to do conscious effort. You have to do mm-hmm. inner work to reprogram your brain. Mm-hmm. Because your brain has really strong neuron connections now. And yeah. you've got you've to gotta rewire them. And you have to relearn how to get a normal amount of dopamine and from normal tasks
0: <laughs> and you now ashley over here is very like hoorah you know but i'm mean, gonna be honest it's effing hard yeah she has no idea no, it I is don't. the most challenging thing it all sounds peachy like yeah man i want to be happy but no so what it motivates it is you? it is incredibly challenging and it will i think i've heard right Addicts say, like, no, I will always be an addict. I'm just a recovered one. And I think that's important. Like, once you've tasted that amount of neurotransmitters and dopamine, you'll always know that you can have that again, right? You'll always know that that's available and that messes with you. And so, yeah, it, you know, Ash is like, yeah, you know, like you noticed that your life was, uh, you know, you were unsatisfied, you know, and you didn't have it. And it's like, yeah, that's all fine and dandy. But Honestly, you have to, for me, it came down to, I knew that I was enslaved. And I knew that if I didn't stop, you know, we have a a very spiritual outlook on life, obviously. And to me, I feel like pornography is demons enslaving man. Mm -hmm. To get like really just like deep for a second. I feel like they, it is a, it is an energy completely controlling my use of my time on this planet. Mm-hmm. And I, it can't, comes in the form of... It's almost like demons whispering in your ear being like, hey man, you should go you should go look at porn right now. And being like, okay. <laughs> and like, it takes away your will to create your initiating power. It takes away your ability to manifest your time on this planet in the most successful way. And I think as, as a, a person you have to realize that's what's really being lost because I'm, we gotta, I got to level with you. Nothing's ever going to make me feel that amount of dopamine ever again. We got to be realistic here. I agree that it ruined my life and it made me like miserable on a daily basis. To some extent, I was constantly having issues. That's, that is very true. But more importantly is nothing's going to replace that amount of dopamine. That's okay. Just accept that. But understand that more importantly, you are going to take back control of your life. And that is the more rewarding thing because that's a spiritual reward. It's not measured in dopamine. Taking back my life and being in control of my willpower does not necessarily give me more dopamine than the porn does. It's important to clarify. I'm just going to become content with a lower amount and understand that that's a healthy amount and then more so get a spiritual satisfaction out of knowing I'm not being controlled anymore you know the powers of be these other energies of you know negativity that are trying to enslave my energy and, get, and keep me trapped have no longer any power for me and that is a very fulfilling feeling mm. that is something that is not about the dopamine it's not a biological victory It is a spiritual victory that has to be deeply fulfilling. And I think anyone out there listening who is trapped in any form of addiction knows exactly what I'm talking about. It's the feeling of I'm in control of my life and no one is, no energy, no thing, nothing's controlling me. And that's honestly the biggest motivator that really was able to transcend the desire for the dopamine because the... There's nothing going to be as good as that. I think any genuine, true heroin addict would tell you that too. They'd say, oh no, nothing's ever going to make me feel like heroin again. Don't tell me that going to work and having a normal sex life and da 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 is going to compare. It's, it's not. I want to be kind of clear about that. What will compare though and what will trumpet is the feeling of this is my life and I have control over my will mm, again.
1: Beautifully said. And
0: that spiritual accomplishment trumps the biological accomplishment Mm, So good. and i think in in all aa that's what it's really about right we want to take back our our power we want to take back your will and um use that as your motivation in my opinion that's what i found to be the most effective because i tried to quit for years so many Mm -hmm. times and that is what really finally pushed me over the edge is I want to be in control. Even if I know this massive hit is out there, it doesn't matter because I want to be in control of my life and every time I use it, it's going to take for me. It's amazing. And um, there are so many great ways to help, guys. There's so many...
1: Yeah, what are some practices? There's then? so many
0: ways. Once you have that spiritual foundation, um, there's so many wonderful things. Uh, I found this cool app recently that I was exploring called Brain Buddy. Um, that's really cool. It's all about rewiring your brain from pornography addiction. It gives you great exercises every day. It gives you a group. It gives you people. I honestly think you have to be an anonymous group. You need to talk to someone. You have to have accountability outside of yourself. Um, honestly, the 12 steps of AA are really it. It's really like what it's all about. It's absolutely true and genuine. Um, you have to have someone who you can check in with, with accountability. I like these apps that they have nowadays because they're on your phone. They actually
1: give you a new way to use your phone mm-hmm, for positive sure dopamine instead yeah, of yeah, and they and, the,
0: and they're kind of geared in a way where you get to achieve steps. You know the whole concept of AA is trying to help you enjoy the achievement of like hey like you know here's your seven day chip or like your thirty day chip or like your you know you're earning new healthy amounts of dopamine and and you want to reward yourself for facing the greatest demon of all time right honestly this is the demon of our era this is the greatest and and honestly since the beginning of of time you know mankind like this has always been an issue but now more than ever this is the greatest spiritual triumph in my opinion yeah and i want to say that proudly because uh you know starting this i'm i was so embarrassed and ashamed but kind of coming out of this i'm realizing no you guys anyone who is dealing with this like be proud of the fact that you are facing and slaying one of the biggest dragons and demons of our time yeah slay that mother effer like let's do this like <laughs> get through it by understanding that you can get through it and you, you are, are powerful enough you can transcend this allure this temptation right we can we can do this and reaching out getting accountability um is honestly, the most important stuff. And
1: I think also, to replacing your time with more healthy, positive activities like meditation mm-hmm. is really important. So, Anything like, getting the that urge to would... do music or art instead. Mm-hmm. Um, trying to replace those those urges, those temptations with more positive practices mm-hmm. like spend time in nature. Mm-hmm. Med- meditation, regardless of if you have a temptation or not, should be a daily practice for mm-hmm. rewiring your brain.
0: Mm-hmm. And there's so many other ways um, to... Rewire it. Finding what works for you, you know, finding what works for you is is what's best.
1: And honestly, last thing I just want to say is let go of the shame. This is not something that you need to be embarrassed about. That you need to feel ashamed of. Um, if you're like me and you're dealing with a partner, is really important. I just want to give advice to partners to be compassionate and to be loving and to not make your partner feel like they're wrong or they need to be feel shameful or that. You know Any of those negative stigmas we attach to somebody who looks at pornography, you need to strip those away and just love your partner because they are going through something that is so, so hard. They need your love and they need your support. And if you're going to get through it, the only way you're going to get through it is opening up communication, taking yourself out of it and being loving and supportive instead of taking everything personally. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: So important. Um, This is a huge topic. We could probably talk about it forever, but um, we are running here on, running up on time. So I think we should wrap this up and open up the conversation to continue in our Facebook group, The Inner Work Community. If you're not already in the Facebook group, we encourage you to join the group. It's called The Inner Work Community on Facebook. And you guys can write questions there, open up communication with other people who listen to the podcast. With us, we always answer questions there um, directly to you. So if you have a question for us after this podcast, go into the work community and just ask it because we will respond. Um, I'm really proud of you, Matt.
0: <laughs> Thanks. That's right. I'm proud of myself now too. <laughs> <laughs> I have to always remind myself it is It is a important
1: you're a pioneer
0: yeah it's an important thing to master and you know not beat yourself up for getting into but just focus on getting out
1: yeah i love you so much love you too namaste
0: namaste guys and
1: we'll see you next week see you next week